This is the Persico Performance Podcast. Kia ora guys and welcome along to episode 6 of the Persico Performance Podcast. Uh, with me today I have Luke Adams who's a strength and conditioning coach who's currently based in Auckland. Mate, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to where you are now? Yep, so born and raised in Nelson like yourself. Um, leaving Nelson College, went to uh, actually went to NMIT and I did an applied fitness course for a year and um, didn't really get a hell of a lot from it. So decided to make the mission down to Dunedin um, and I picked up a Bachelor of Physical Education. Um, and so I did my four years down there. Uh, well, five years really. I started halfway through to uh, pick up a human nutrition. Um, but then uh, so I was going to do a minor in human nutrition and, and major in obviously physical education. But I decided um, after a few chemical, uh, sorry, chemistry papers, um, it wasn't really for me. And um, yeah, just completed the Bachelor of Physical Education. Um, and then I did the uh, postgrad at Otago Polytech um, Physical Conditioning, um, which was, yeah, it was awesome. It was predominantly um, a lot of placements and there's a huge practical component with it, which I actually really enjoyed. Um, and then after that, I guess I... Um, I also completed that in Nelson, so I returned home and did it by distance. So I was just working part-time and, and completing that. And then, um, yeah, finished that. And I was sort of thinking, you know, what's next? And I literally cold emailed um, every Super Rugby franchise in New Zealand. Uh, hey, this is me. Um, this is what I could offer, blah, blah, blah. And the Blues got back to me. Um, and then within two weeks, I was up in Auckland. I moved up on the Friday night, started on the Monday, so it was a pretty pretty whirlwind uh, move. And then, yep, spent nine months with them. Uh, we had a shocker, so we finished 14th, um, but some awesome learnings there. Um, and then, yeah, once again, so about halfway through that, I started a personal training business, um, which was with Snap Fitness. So I, I did three and a half years there. Um, just yeah, general pop, but for the most part, and and training, um, and then so I did that with Blues. So that was yeah, that was tricky to be fair. Uh, starting a PT business and then obviously working twenty plus hours for free um, was hard on reflection. Um, and then completed the Blues one and and still wasn't quite satisfied with where I was at and. Um, just like yourself as well, I picked up a, another internship, so it became available and um, it popped up on LinkedIn or something and applied for it and, and picked up the, the internship with um, the Auckland High Performance Sport New Zealand, so out on the shore there. Um, I actually started in about November um, and I think I did about 11 months out there, which was honestly, it was unreal. Um, comparing the two, they were quite different. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll speak quietly, but yeah, it, it, that, there was a lot of PD involved in high performance um, sport New Zealand, and um, the other one was just an immersion in, in a high performance environment, which both have uh, a lot of pros and cons. Um, but yeah, the high performance one was was unreal, um, and just the contacts that you meet, and and uh, they pour a lot of um, their heart into developing you as an SNC and putting you on the spot and getting you to do presentations and, and they actually allow you to do some training um, with some of the, the performance athletes out there, which was, 
yeah, it was really, really cool. And I highly recommend doing something like that for anyone. Um, and then about halfway through that, I um, picked up a role with Sacred Heart uh, College up here in Auckland. Um, and I've been with them for just over two years now. So I just pretty pretty much just look after their first 15 rugby as well as uh, second 15 and some wider training athletes there. So um, off-season, we're looking about 50, 50 kids, 50 plus, and then we start to narrow it down, obviously, as we get nearer and nearer. So at the moment, looking after about 35 kids. Um, but yeah, I've just picked up another role um, working with uh, Manukau Institute of Technology um, about two months ago. Which is yeah, it's a new challenge and it's 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 awesome, man. Um, educating. Uh, so so my roles with the diploma of sport and rec. Uh, my papers are kinesiology, biomechanics, exercise prescription, anatomy physiology. So, uh, hundred level um, polytech course. Um, yeah, it's a reasonably challenging course. Um, so I'm working uh, out of. So I've got two two little placements. So I work out at Pukekohe. So I work out at County's Manukau Rugby Union. There's about 15 kids there, and then I fly to Wanganui um, every week, oh, every second week now, um, and educate down there for four students. Um, and then I'm also looking after a trade academy, uh, police college, so kids that are aspiring to be in the police, so year 13s, and just getting them um, used to the training um, that they're about to endure. Um, but yeah, man, <laughs> long story, yeah. that's where I'm at. Nice, man. Yeah, it's a nice wee story and kind of seeing how you bounce around and obviously realizing that you, you didn't think you're at where you needed to be and then looking for more internships. I'd love to go back to mm. what you talked about with the blues and the high performance because obviously we followed the same path. I went <laughs> with the Highlanders, the high performance. Uh, the best mm. way I can put it is at the Highlanders, I learned by osmosis. So I learned mm. what I could from watching and seeing. And then when we went mm. into the high performance, you kind of got to use that and actually learn a little bit more about being involved in those systems and actually being a part of the team. Um, but yeah, yeah. one thing I'd, oh, I'd so love to go, talk about, um, you've talked about all the internships. How many hours of volunteer work do you think it took <laughs> before you started actually seeing a little bit of money? I think it's definitely a side of, of S&C and PT and stuff that people don't really see. Do you, do you have a, a wee oh, number for bro. us? Where you can... Oh, bro. Honestly, I've actually, I've actually sat down and tried to work this out at one point. But obviously, since then, I've, I've accrued a fair chunk more. I think in excess of like five to six thousand hours like yeah yeah it's just it is what it is man like i remember there was points where i was a little bit sour on it um and and um i think it was just more with the living conditions in auckland and it was um yeah i'll be honest bro like i don't mind sharing the stuff there was there was a point um this is just reality bro so when i first moved up to to auckland um I had just started that personal training business and obviously fully in, in, engaged with blues. But I had to go down to Wins um, for about three months just to get a, a um, I don't know what you'll call it, like a supplementary payment just to honestly get me through. And that was pretty humbling to have a postgraduate degree um, and going to Wins and learning to write CVs. So, um, you know, I had a, um, yeah, accommodation benefit yeah. while I was with the Highlanders, mate. So, you know, we're on the same boat there. Yeah. It, yeah, kind of is what it is, bro. But yeah, no, don't get me wrong, bro. Like the, all the voluntary hours, um, it allows you to practice some things and stuff some things up in a safe environment, bro. And I think that's really, really important because um, I've got a little intern with me at the moment um, at Sacred that um, 
Well, he comes in a um, couple of us, uh, yeah, just uh, Wednesday mornings and runs the second 15. So I'd said to him, and that was the same thing. It's just a, it's a safe environment where you can stuff some things up and it's not the end of the world. And it allows you to get your hands dirty, um, practice some things. And I think it's a necessity, bro, to be honest. And I think, I hope um, there's still elements of it moving forward because I know there's a lot of fight back around these unpaid internships. And I understand that, but I think um, it does teach you a lot of things. And I think maybe a minimum. Um, wage would be awesome, but um, there's certainly some value that can come from it. You, you just make it work, bro. Teaches yeah. you a lot. I think it's also like on the practitioner as well. So I think a lot of, I think back to the Highlanders, and it's probably the same with the Blues. A lot of those guys that did their internships back in the day, they just then do to the interns what happened. That's one of those ones like I had to go and get the coffee, yeah, I had to clean the gym, so therefore my intern. But we had, <laughs> yeah. I feel like there is this new wave of people going, well, actually, it's not good enough anymore. And I know when I had interns is, at the factory, it was very much you're, you're part of the, the team and I, I want you to do better and I want you to leave here with something and have a takeaway. So I think it's cool to see like people like us obviously now starting to get interns and I look at John Hayes as well, another guy down in Southland. He's mm. doing awesome things with some of his interns. I think it's really cool to see that coming. I agree, man. I agree. So, That's cool. There's a new change coming. Obviously, you've now gone from all this kind of stuff, training teams, training athletes, training um, your PT clients, to now actually teaching a new wave of PTs or people coming into the fitness industry. Mm. How's that transition been from being on the gym floor to now in the classroom? Um. Yeah, there's elements that are quite different. There's actually quite a lot of things that are quite similar. Um, so with my PT, I guess, obviously we train them. Yep, sure. But I was trying to um, obviously educate the clients um, on all things, man, like, you know, recovery and nutrition stuff and trying to add value in that perspective. Um, you know, if they want to know why they're doing certain things, you you can tell them. And sometimes they don't want to know. Sometimes they just want to be trained. But um from an educational perspective, the only difference is it's gone from an informal environment to a formal environment. Um, and then obviously getting used to um, the corporate corporate ways and having marking guidelines and just getting accustomed to the online platforms um, and then marking schedules and stuff like that. Quite different. Um, what are some of the main yeah. things you're drilling into them around the health and fitness industry and things that they need to, I suppose, be real about what's actually out there? Mm. Yeah, I've written a, a fairly chunked list, but I'll get through it, bro. Um, <laughs> so I think for, for me, I think just having an understanding that it's going to be a bit rough for a while um, and just, just, just getting used to that. So spending time on the floor and there's going to be weeks where you, you only make a couple of hundred bucks and just, just planning around that um, and just having really high quality uh, character traits and you know turning up early and... and uh, you say you do a 45 minute session and you've got a little bit longer in between just giving them another 15 minutes. And, um, but then also the, the business sides of things. So having an understanding of, of business and marketing and how to sell yourself, I think is crucial. Um, because if it doesn't matter how good you are, if you can't sell your product, no one's going to buy it. Um, so yeah, just the, the fundamentals of business is important. Um, I think something I like to, to push is a simplicity of training as well. I'm just keeping things basic and nailing your fundamentals of training. Um, but then I guess for, for me with this course that I'm trying to, to push with these, these uh, students, they're not kids, students, um, is that the, the course that they're currently doing, although it's a, um, a one year at the moment, they obviously can, can continue to a two or three year. I think if you, if you put yourself in a position to study 
um, for longer than those three month courses that a lot of PT schools are, are pumping out at the moment. I think you're on a, you're setting yourself up. Um, well, a you're going to get a higher pay. You command a higher pay, um, but also you're going to get better results. And I think in terms of developing more education up to a certain point, it's going to be beneficial for yourself and for your clients. Um, so that's, we can talk about that later on. There's a few other points, but I think spending time in education and developing your core knowledge is going to actually set yourself up and then you're going to get results for your clients. Um, and then I think it's also important just to stay curious. So, um, you know, some slides that have been around, like that I'm presenting, for example, because this year, we, obviously, I was, I was called in late and I've just, I'm not actually... Um, I'm just presenting the material rather than me able to construct the course. Um, so a slide will pop up and there might be like a traditional perspective on things like rehab or perfect lifting technique and, and just, just telling them that, you know, there is no perfect technique and there is no um, perfect way to do things and just really staying curious and open-minded with training And because I think there's a lot of things that are um, traditional and set in stone that um, we're starting to find out that uh, you know they're not the be all end all, and you can challenge things. And I think yeah, staying curious is important um, just for your own development. Um, but yeah, just across all things as well, not just PT stuff. Just staying curious, I think, is important. hundred percent, and it kind of leads into that lifelong learner thing around. You know, mm. you don't actually realizing you don't know it all, and there's plenty of gaps to fill. Or if you have a new client come mm. on, maybe you need to brush up on on something, and that means diving into something that might spark a whole different view on something. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, 100%. In the fitness and health industry, there are a lot of preconceived ideas and kind of things that may not be so, but um, how are you challenging them around these kind of terms? So for example, like needing abs to sell to sell programs online or um, needing mm. to, to be able to lift weight um, to be a good coach kind of thing. Mm. Now I think um, I've written some keywords down. So like I think being authentic is... is is important um, authenticity in this environment or our industry is um, it's relatively rare um, and I think it's glaringly obvious um, if you do care so I, in my opinion having high quality like character traits will definitely outlast other PTs if you're genuine and you actually do care mm. um, if you actually yeah and it's the same for my students it's like if you actually do care about them passing or you do care about your clients' results, you're going to pour more effort and you actually, you actually give a shit. And yeah. I think it's important. Um, and I think um, my focus for, for PT was, was quality over quantity. So different models and there's no right model, but I would, like I was saying to you earlier, I would rather have 10 clients that, you know, I know, I know a little bit about their lives. I know their partner's names. I know what they do for a job. I know, you know, X, Y, Z and, I've known them for a year or whatever, and I talk to them in the in the um, countdown or whatever, you know. And I think it's important being authentic and having high quality relationships. So I think it actually benefits you as a person as well. And um, yeah, I think obviously being results based is is crucial as well. But also, lastly, I think reality is, bro, like abs do sell. So I think um, at least be presentable. I think at the end of the day, you are a personal trainer and. and your your how you uh, portray yourself to the world as as a product, and unfortunately, or fortunately, it is what it is. So I think I think you owe yourself a, an element of respect to to be presentable, and 
you don't need to be Sri Little, you don't need to be a 200 kilo squatter, or you just need to be looked apart to a certain extent. And I think um, a combination of, of all three in the sense like you do need to know your stuff, you do need to um, be a good person, but then you also need to sort of walk the talk a little bit. Yeah, 100%. I think that that last bit kind of walking the talk kind of gets lost or people go, oh, well, I don't need to if I know how to do it. But at the same time, if you're a PT and you know you see the gym as your showroom and you're trying to show people there that you know what you're doing, mm. so someone sees you training and goes, oh, shit, he knows what he's doing or you're, you're, ex- you're showing someone an exercise and you're executing that really well, that gives them a great idea of how it's done and you, they can kind of see shit. Okay, cool. He does know what he's doing. I, I like this guy. So I think that's definitely something that yeah. needs to be tried. It doesn't stop the be and end all, but like... You need to have that basic nah, but you, Yeah, you, you just need to know what it's like to, to go through what you're putting your clients through. Yeah. I, think, I think you need to have a, an element of, of empathy. And, um, you know, they're, they're not, you know, I think this was the point I was going to raise earlier is you need to understand what's going on in their lives, not deeply, but you need to understand that they've, they've got a job and they've got kids and they've got maybe a sick grandmother and you just need to understand that stuff. And then also from a training perspective, um, you need to know what a Bulgarian feels like or what a 2K row feels like. You just you just need to, man, or else you're just going to be blind prescribing it. Yeah, 100%. So here we go. This, uh, the next question. If you could change one thing about the P- PT industry, what would it be? One thing's pretty hard, bro. There's a few. Um, I think this is something I've thought about for ages, man, and I think, I think it would be cool to see it implemented. So when you walk into a gym, you look up on the wall and there's five personal training profiles or whatever they're all called personal trainers and something something about that doesn't sit that well with me i think someone who's done a three-month course can call themselves a personal trainer and someone that studied for seven years can call themselves a personal trainer i think there needs to be a hierarchical system i think it needs to be based on both experience and qualification like if you've dedicated 10 years to your to the career instead of being called a personal trainer you're called a health professional or, or a fitness professional or something um, I think if you've got a postgraduate degree or even a degree, I think you separate yourself from others. And I think, um, bro, like even just from this this little, so I've just completed exercise prescription and that took us eight weeks. So um, that's just exercise prescription. I've got three more courses to do. It's like, I don't even know how this, they fit the material into a three-month course. I, I honestly, I have no idea. And it's like, it's actually kind of sketchy like that they're pumping these personal trainers out into the industry that um, they're just not ready, man. And they're honestly like, what is, what are the stats? It's something crazy. It's like 60% of all personal trainers bomb out in the first six months out of the industry, not even out of the, you know, they're out of the sport industry and 90% in the first year. And like, that's honestly just like not good enough, bro. Like if you look at any other career, uh, lawyer, whatever, like, if you had stats like that they'd have a total revamp of the system so like i just think there needs to be a differentiation between quality personal trainers and and non i would also like to see like we'd have in the snc industry i'd love to see like internships or some form of work experience or um at the very least some time some type of uh weekly personal development or professional development that like managers or the gym runs and they pay for it to improve the quality of the personal trainer i think I know there's a few small box gyms that, um, you know, have weekly Friday, Friday evening PD and it's just stuff like that, man. They're investing in their, in their trainers. And I think that needs to be a, like a minimum standard. I also think that you, uh, there needs to, 
this is honestly, I think they need to abolish those courses in, in, in their entirety. And I think you need to at least study for one year to call yourself a personal trainer. I just think there's t- too much material to cover, bro. Yeah, 100%. There's just, oh. like, if you look at everything associated with personal training, like, it's not just exercise prescription, bro. You're, you're a counselor as well. You're, you need to develop your business. You need to be good with people. You need to, like, it's, it, there's so much more associated with it. Um, so I'm going to keep, keep with that same kind of topic of question, but we're going to go, what is one thing you change about the S&C world? Oh, that's a new question. I haven't prepared for this. Um, uh, I'm sure you have something, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm in it now, so it's like, I think, um, I think the, the S&C needs to be less, accountable for a team's success and failure like if it's not the head coach that goes it's the snc that goes man like um and i think job security bro like i know um i won't name names but um when i was at the blues you're getting one year contracts what are you going to do with a one year contract how can you how can you build a family or a life when you just get continually renewed or not renewed every year and i think there just needs to be um, a little bit more um, trust in in what we're doing. I think, I think, uh, who was it? Oh, Donnie Singe. So Donnie Singe is with Manly, and I remember having a conversation with him, and it's like we were talk, we were discussing warm ups and 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 stuff like that, the basic stuff. And I was just like, oh yeah, I don't know if my warm ups you know good enough or whatever. And he's like, mate, put it this way: like, if your team goes out there and you win, do you claim it? And I go, oh nah, not really. And I go, well, why would it be all on you if they fail? Mm. So it's like, I think, um, yeah, I'd love to see. And I think with those professional SNCs, man, they spend three months of the year on the other side of the world, obviously not in a COVID environment, but there's a lot of sacrifices that are made. I think a lot of, I think it'd be cool to have a little bit more support around the junior SNCs as well. And I think, man, a lot of people burn out and get pushed. Like I, I, um, I just, Oh no, I won't, won't go down that. But one of one of my good friends, he's now totally out of the industry, and it's sad because they've got a lot to give. Um, but there's just yeah, it's just tough, man. There's just not enough roles, and um, yeah, yeah. And I find it very interesting. Tough. You talked about that one year contract because I look back at the Highlanders or even other sporting mm. industry teams where I've kind of heard things, but people get a one year contract and there's an expectation that the coach wants a certain style of play, and, and the SNC has got to try and get the players to that. So they then go and do something they mm. would normally never do to get their players to where it's at. But in doing that, they kind yeah. of go away from what they normally do. The team doesn't go very well. And in the year, it's like, well, the team didn't play well enough and it's S&C's fault because they weren't ready. And it's just like, well, <laughs> there's that disconnect between the coach and the S&C around what, what actually needs to happen. And I think there's a lot of times is that the coach seems to know exactly what they need, whereas that was not that kind of, um, I suppose, communication and relationship between new S&Cs or a new coach. That she goes down, then nah. finger pointing at that point. I'd love to see, like, uh, it's unrealistic, man, but and I understand the nature of business and sport. You know, uh, players are the same, you know, they're not guaranteed a, a contract, but I'd love to see a little bit more um, loyalty and trust in SNC. And, you know, unless they're absolutely bombing it, but like at the end of the day, if they are doing their absolute best, sometimes it's it, well, all the time, it's got that's not solely on the SNC's responsibility for delivering on-field performance. It's not solely on the head coach either, and it's not solely on the players. It's a combination of all. And I think um, it'd be cool to see 
I mean, name another industry where you're looking at a one-year deal. Like, honestly, like, yeah, I couldn't name one unless you're an athlete. And it's like, how are you supposed to, you move, you move around New Zealand or you move around the world and you get continually one-year deals. I mean, yeah. what, I don't know, man. I don't know how that's a life to live. It's, that's <laughs> tough, bro. Yeah, no, 100%. Oh mate, um, thanks heaps for coming on. Um, I always I love your passion and always I knew you'd give some good answers there. Um, loving what you're doing and, and all your all your different little fingers and all your pies. So keep it up, mate. It's good to see. Nah, sweet as bro, and, and always um, always good to see you too, bro. And just just sing out if you if you need a hand with the PT stuff. It's cool to see. Um, it's cool to see people in our year at university climbing up through the ranks, man. It's obviously the likes of bronze in that and. It's cool, man. It's cool. We're going to be, um, and I think having this connection as well where we're continually um, helping each other out is huge, man, and, and just promoting each other and helping each other out. Is, I think that's what's going to get us all through, which is sick. It's cool. Awesome, man.